It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Welcome in for another hour of Priority Talk Radio. Greg Davis with you, and I'm joined by my friend Cleet Hux here in studio with me. We do it this time every week, and uh, we're in a series on worldviews and world religions, and uh, we're in today in part two of talking about Islam. Now, if you missed the first part, go back to last week and find uh, Cleet Hux, and it's all labeled. You'll see it, um, and you can listen to that, Okay. Uh, and then um, you could go back and listen to this one after if you want to find it there later as well, okay, if you want to listen in order. But join us. Stay with us. We're talking Islam. I think you'll be fine to pick up with us right here and then go back and listen to the previous uh, week as well. Uh, you can do that on your own a little later. But, Cleet, it's good to have you with us as always. Yes, and we appreciate all the good. Man, you brought us a lot of great content last week on Islam as we talked about uh, the growth and just how large Islam is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's easy to underestimate to yeah. think this is just a small group of people in some remote part of the world. No. No. They're on every continent in the world. Yeah, in every state, mm-hmm. in every neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, um, you, you better understand it. Yeah. And the the states in our country that have the most population are where most Muslims are. Yeah, they, you know? they go to there. Yeah. Um, well, we but, got a but, number of uh, Muslim worship centers in the state of Alabama. Sure. So sure we do. Yep. So we talked about uh, how the uh, religion was started. We talked about Muhammad. We talked about uh, the you know Islam, the, the words Islam, Allah, Muslim. What did all these mean? Uh, we got into the uh, you know the Sunnis and the Shiites. We right. explained uh, mm-hmm. the differences there among the Muslim religion. We overviewed the five pillars of Islam. Mm-hmm which mm-hmm. are very attractive. This mm-hmm. is what grows the religion, mm-hmm. is yeah. the, are these five pillars. It's That's sort right. of their gospel. Yeah. It, is that fair to say? It's, it's sort it of. Is, it's the equivalent, it maybe. It is. And combined, it's what they share. Yeah, right. And when you have these... It's works-oriented, though. When you have these pillars uh, fueled with the idea of Sharia and constitutional law, these things becoming law, you know, you got an issue at hand then, so... Uh, but yeah, five pillars. Uh, you know, we talked about that last time. Is hit them real quick. There is five, no God but Allah. No God but Allah. If you can really say that and really mean it, mm-hmm. you know, you just converted to Islam. Then prayers, uh, the salat, five times a day. A, a Muslim can pray as many times as he wants to, but officially five times a day: mm-hmm. morning, noon, mid-afternoon, supper, and then at night right. time. You know, very interesting. Right after nine eleven. Uh, Craig and I took a group of people down to the Homewood uh, Mosque and uh, were met there. And the reason why we did it, we, we uh, made it an appointment with the local imam. And never will forget his name. His name was Sammy. And uh, he met us there, and he was going through a very brief structure of what Islam believes, going through the pillars. Mm-hmm. 
course, he didn't necessarily want to talk about jihad, but nevertheless, he didn't get to that one. <laughs> didn't get that. And he looked down at his watch, and he said, "Excuse me, I have to go pray." Yeah. And then went off for about ten minutes and came back. And I was kind of curious. People coming in at the door, and I met him at the door. I said, "Sammy," I said, um, "You're obviously Middle Eastern, but is your real name Sammy?" Now, again, this was right after 9-11. He said, well, he looked around and kind of blushed. He said, my real name is Osama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, Sammy, I can understand why you Certainly. want to be called Sammy. Certainly. But at any rate, and then fasting again during the month of Ramadan. Sun I've taken, sundown. Yeah, I've taken a number of groups to the Hoover Mosque. Well, I, as I mentioned last week, when we're, we've been in Jerusalem during Ramadan, mm-hmm. and uh, it's one way during the day, and then yeah. I'm talking, when it hits night, there was one night, yeah. we were just getting off our bus at the hotel in yeah. Jerusalem. Yeah. You know, we'd been out all day long, yeah. and it just was getting dark, so we're getting off the bus at the hotel. They're starting to party. <laughs> fireworks started going off. Man, I didn't know what, I was ducking. Yeah. And yeah. But it was fireworks. They were right. starting to party. It was like, okay, now it's yeah. time to party. Exactly. In, in the evening. Yep. Yeah. So fasting is the third. Fasting, uh, and then almsgiving, the sakat, uh, an Arabic term. Regular charitable giving of two and a half percent annually is what is required. Now we say as Christians we got something better than that. Mm. We've got the tithe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing though. You, there's been a lot of studies done on per capita giving, and Muslims in many ways outgive Christians. I bet they do. You know. Yeah, so, sure. But you got to um, think from a work standpoint. If yeah. you're just looking for, you go. You're comparing. You go, well, that one's 10%, and this one's 2.5%. Right, yeah. They, they count the same in their religion. I'll yeah. go with the 2.5%. Yeah, yeah. Of course, most Christians don't give anything. Right, exactly. Yeah. And they get, they are very easily confused between the definition of tithe and offering, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are. But anyway. And then the last pillar, uh, the fifth pillar, is the hajj or pilgrimage. And that is it's required uh, of each Muslim once in their lifetime to make the uh, trip to the holy city of Mecca. Mm-hmm. Now, you got Muslims, poor Muslims, all over the world, work hardship for them to do that. In such cases, they many times will allow a community to come together and elect one, pool their resources and elect one to go and represent them. Mm. You know, and that that's allowed. And of course, they go to Mecca because that's. That's where uh, Muhammad, Muhammad come from. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Even though he has a grave in Medina. Yeah. And then, of course, <laughs> that's the holiest spot for uh, for Islam. The second holiest spot is uh, in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And they bowed down toward that until Islam was established. Um, and then there's this sixth more controversial pillar. Oh, yeah. There's the five that, that those are what people grab yeah. hold of. That's right. what gets them into the religion, mm-hmm. works-based. Okay, that's the five things I got to do. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the line, if they're getting the right sect of this, denomination of this, mm-hmm. they start learning about a sixth. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting. The sixth pillar, which is often debated uh, between Christian scholars, but a lot of Muslim scholars, but most Muslim scholars will agree that there is jihad, and that is the sixth, whether or not they want to call it a sixth, pier, sixth pillar, it is a, 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 a practice that Islam has done ever since Muhammad. 
he was the example that was set in that. As a matter of fact, but the word jihad means to struggle, to struggle in right. the cause of Allah. And they tend to separate, uh, they call, there's two different jihads. One is called a greater jihad, then the other one is called a lesser jihad. Now, how did all this come about? Well, research stories have been told about Muhammad's soldiers, his followers, coming back from waging a jihad. They were all excited about winning their jihad. And Muhammad's response was, well, you have won a lesser jihad, uh, mortal combat. Yeah, but he says there's still a greater jihad going on within you, and that is the struggle for your soul over in evil inclinations inside you. Right, right. And we would kind of say that that kind of like Christian doctrine of sanctification, sure. you know. Sure. But nevertheless, but and here in America, when you start talking about jihad, they want to talk about the greater jihad, the evil inclinations right. within you, not mortal combat. Uh, but nevertheless, jihad. So that word jihad, according to who you're talking to, can mm -hmm. mean two different things. Yes. I mean, could, but a lot of what you're going to hear here mm -hmm. among Muslims that you may interact with in mm -hmm. your town or yeah. city or they your would, community. They mm -hmm. may not agree with a lot of the uh, terrorist yeah. acts yeah. going on. Yeah. But uh, Or they may not agree with them right now. Or they might not be open about it. Yeah. Or they may agree with them later. And they <laughs> yeah. agree with them later because Islam, the goal of Islam, is to bring all people into submission mm -hmm. to Allah. And the jihadist, Peace, yeah. peacefully or not. Peaceably, if they can, through their dawah, that's mm -hmm. a term for missionary yeah. evangelism activity, but forcibly, if they must. And Muhammad did that when he started his uh, religion. And they believe that it's a sacred duty for them to advance the cause of, of, um, of Islam. And the way you do that is peaceably. And there are some that are quicker to say, let's try peaceable for now. Right. And then there's others that are quicker to go yeah. straight to the uh, forcible. Exactly. And, um, and of course, if you live in a uh, Arabic country where Sharia law is is implemented there, and it's the law of the land, it's the constitution. You know, if you're a Christian uh, or a not a non-Muslim, you're going to be paying a tax uh, to uh, live there, and supposedly this tax affords you the protection of the government. But we all know, if we read the headlines, that those are the very countries where Christians are persecuted the most. Yeah. So, and losing life right and left. Well, and we saw that, you know, we don't hear as much about it now. I'm sure it still happens, but um, right. we heard a lot about that during the Obama administration. Oh, His years very. in office, he was very uh, sympathetic, mm -hmm. at the least, uh, to Islam. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, uh, and so. that's where we saw... Uh, Americans and Christians mm -hmm. being uh, drowned in cages mm -hmm. and yeah. heads taken yeah. off, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, well, and he uh, has now, an Arabic name. <laughs> well, and he didn't hear as much of that once Donald Trump came in office. Uh, yeah. That that shut down pretty quick. Very, 
Because it was a small group of, yeah. of people, relatively speaking, who were perpetrating this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, he, he, he found them in bunches and took them out pretty quick, a lot yeah, of them. exactly. The only way to, of course, is offhand, but the only way to stand up to a bully is to stand up. Yeah. You know, so. It takes a bully to overcome a bully sometimes. It sure does. I mean, you know, it sure uh, does. I hate to say that, but that's very true. Exactly. Okay, so that helps us understand uh, g- jihadism. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's mm-hmm. take a break, come back on the other side, and we'll talk more about, uh, uh, you know, the goal, what is the true goal of Islam. We've said it, but let's say it, let's define it a little uh, mm-hmm. straighter. Uh, we can talk more about Sharia law, what that looks like. Believe me, we've got people in America right now living under Sharia law. Yep. It, it's happening in pockets. Yes. Uh, you've got people even in our government who uh, that is their goal. That is their and goal. And they are being elected to offices, and their goal is to take America toward Sharia. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, you know, you've got even um, so-called Christians who think that Christians can can live under Sharia law. Yeah. Chrislam, uh, you, you heard of that one? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Chrislam is what yeah. they call it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Uh, Cleet Hux from the Apologetic Resource Center with us here on Priority Talk. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me, greg at prioritytalkradio.com, and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, greg at priorityTalkradio.com for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. Hi, Alabama. This is Robert Jeffress, Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. Thank you so much for listening to Priority Talk with my friend, Greg Davis, right here on WXJC. Back in with Cleet Hux from the Apologetic Resource Center. Greg Davis here with you, and uh, we're visiting about um, world religions. And uh, today we're talking Islam. We've had uh, now uh, last week an hour and now another uh, 15 minutes or so of this discussion. If you're just joining us, please go back and find uh, all the previous. Uh, some of the things you're probably wondering, we may have already covered them. But let's move forward. Um, we've talked about um, you know the goal of Islam is really to take over the, the world, world the world right. by yeah. peace or by force either mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. Uh, different ones feel different ways about it and some uh, to me some may be fine with peace now but uh, there may come a point where they go that ain't working right here we go exactly. i mean um, there comes a point where those that are peaceful uh, will be forced to choose 
exactly. peace over violence. Exactly. That ha- that's happening around the world, and it will happen here eventually. Those that are were, that are compromising in the name of peace <laughs> will have to take a stand. They'll have, yeah, they'll have to decide. Yeah. And uh, you know, and, and when you're looking at a sword or a gun, mm. having to make that decision, yeah. uh, you might want to go which way would they decide? Right. Uh, yeah. So you know, it's something to think about. Uh, we've uh, we've talked about the uh, Quran, um, but tell us the Quran to a Muslim is what? The Quran to a Muslim is what is the heavenly language from Allah that has been com- uh, communicated to uh, the final prophet of Muhammad. God, Muhammad, through through the angel Gabriel, and it's known as recitations. And it wasn't all put together when Muhammad died, uh, but uh, they had the Quran, had his recitations, mm-hmm. and then it developed into, you know, this this sacred instrument known as the Quran, the recitations that uh, Allah gave. And you know, it's it's a heavenly language, uh, uh, the Arabic language. And a lot of Muslims have a goal to recite, memorize the Quran mm-hmm. in Arabic. Uh, so uh, they're very, very committed to that. Uh, Christians memorize scripture. Well, Muslims memorize their scripture as well, but it's not the same scripture. And it's from there that interpretations are made about yeah, yeah. Uh, how to live. Yeah, and, exactly. And how, to, and how to advance the uh, the religion. And here's here's where you run into uh, trying to answer who speaks authoritatively for Islam, because there's different schools of Sharia interpretations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some of them seem a little more moderate or liberal. Mm-hmm. The other ones are very very legalistic. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, well, and they'll, they'll use the moderate to implement it. Yes, and then exactly. then it will become more legalistic. Exactly. I mean, it's foot in the door. Right. They're right. they're willing to, uh, and, to to compromise for the ultimate goal. And they desire that the Constitution be the Sharia yeah. law. And they're willing to lie. That that's part of it. They can lie mm-hmm. to advance. Yeah. That that is totally acceptable. They, they to lie. They can. I called that. out a. I had a Muslim sit right here in the studio one time. Mm-hmm. We we were having this discussion, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I forget the name of the. They have a word for it. Um, where they can lie. Uh, it's, it's called justified lying. Um, but well, it was more to, of an Arabic word. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And. I, I felt like that's what he was doing when mm. he was sitting here, mm. and I had been I was studied up at the moment on mm-hmm. it, and I yeah. called it out. Yeah. And boy, he was not happy. He was not happy. No, with no, that. no, 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 yeah. no. He he looked him. at me like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's. The I'm going to tell you what I did with that interview. Uh, I had that interview. We recorded that interview because I wasn't sure what was going to go down on it, mm-hmm. and I recorded it ahead of time to make sure I didn't want to put out any. Right. Right. Stuff that. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, it didn't go well, and we never even aired it. How about that? Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to put it out. The yeah. lies he gave, I was yeah. not even going to put it yeah. out. Yeah. He was a moderate, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not really. Yeah, he was lying. Really. Yeah. He was lying. And and so that they will do that. He was testing and the that wind, is, wasn't That it? is total just, totally justifiable <laughs> yeah. for them to lie to advance the cause. The cause. Of Islam. Absolutely. Yeah. We would not accept that as Christians. You don't no, lie. No, no. But they do. Yeah. It's it's just ingrained. It's part yeah. of it. If yeah. that's what they have to yeah. do, yeah. then they are okay 
uh, to do that. All right, let, let's talk about the Hadith and the, and yeah. the Sunnah. Those are well, words that people the, hear as well. Yeah, the, the Sunnah, not Sunni. Sunni, mm-hmm. Sunni is a Muslim group, a branch. But the Sunnah is the customs and traditions of Muhammad, his lifestyle. And the Hadiths are simply the recording of those things, you see. And it depends on what Muslim you're talking to and or what group, whether it's Sunni or Shiite or Wahhabis or whatever it may be, as to how much emphasis they will put on the Sharia versus the Sunnah versus the Hadith, which again brings up the question, who speaks, who ultimately speaks authoritatively for Islam? Because they all differ on this thing, but they are driven by one thing in their mind is to make uh, Islam, you know, Allah's law, Sharia, the laws of the globe. Yes. So that's what they're driven for. And they have it in small pockets and large pockets. Very much all so. The way, all around the world right now, <clears throat> including much. in the U.S. Yes, very much and so. And if you don't think there's a movement, if you don't know that there's a movement for that to happen here in the U.S., um, Wake up. You better wake up. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I was going to say. You better get your head out of yeah. the sand. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's coming, and it and it will it will progress. Um, it will it will be normalized mm-hmm. uh, incrementally. Yeah, and you'll look up one day, and wow. Yeah, and it's not a it's not a good picture. Well, you know, it's often been uh, said of Christians that some of us are like uh, the frog in the kettle. Mm-hmm. And the peaceable Muslims, their goal is still the same, worldwide conversion to the religion of Islam. Peaceably if they can, and that's where the compromise comes in with a lot of people, so-called Chrislam, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, mixing the two together. And there's all kinds of Christian-Jewish or Christian-Muslim dialogues Mm -hmm. today. I, every time I see these so-called dialogues between these various religions, the outcome of that is religious pluralism. Yes, yes. We're all children of God. Yeah. No, we're not. Yeah. We're all creatures of yeah. God. I, I don't think those are healthy. <laughs> no, they're not. No, nothing wrong with studying this no, to no, understand exactly. it. You got to well, know. My, account, you got to know it to understand. My it. whole ministry is yes. comparative religions. But. So. Uh, but but what I even what I tried to do that day with the man here in studio yeah wasn't good and it turned into what I thought it was going to turn into yeah, yeah. and uh, so we didn't even air it it I wasn't a healthy you. thing uh, yeah. to to put out there yeah uh, so you know the, uh, the 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 movement though of Sharia law mm-hmm. uh, will come on slowly oh, and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and 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 I just want to emphasize incrementally it's not just going to come on at one time. Mm-hmm. It'd be just a little here, a little there, and then you turn around in a generation or two. And I think there's actually a. Um, I remember studying this before, Cleet. There was actually a number that uh, once Islam had a certain number of population mm-hmm. percentage of the population mm-hmm. in a land in a country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's when they could. They, yeah. they turn. Right. It right. turns, yeah. and yeah. now they can implement. Yeah. 
Well, the advancement and, of it is going. And it's, and it's growing fast. Right. Advancement of it has been growing, like I say, faster post-9-11 than pre-9-11. How much more time do we have in this? Oh, a couple minutes. Uh, yeah. But, well, maybe I'll, on the other side I'll tell you a story about how it was being advanced here in Birmingham. Uh, right after 9-11 is be a good example. Yep. But it, it's, again, peaceably if they can, but forcibly if they must. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, it is Cleet Hux. He's here in studio with us, and uh, he's with the Apologetic Resource Center. And uh, today, and last week and today, we're talking Islam. And um, we will uh, hopefully, maybe we'll finish that conversation here by the end of the hour, and then we'll uh, we'll have new topics in the weeks to come. But go back to our podcast, PriorityTalkRadio.com, and uh, you can scroll back pretty much to every Friday and, uh, and find uh, the sessions here with Cleet on many different topics. We've been uh, discussing worldviews, world religions, and Christian counterfeits, and uh, we've been into a lot of those. And before that, you can scroll back and find uh, how America became pagan, and that was uh, quite a uh, lengthy week-by-week-by-week uh, week week progression, but very eye-opening. And uh, Cleet, to tell you the truth, I still have people. I have people even now that are emailing me things, going, "Here's an example of what y'all talked about." Oh, yeah. I'm getting it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. in trainings at their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you yeah. know, continuing education, <laughs> yeah, yeah. these kind of things, right. in yeah. different. I'm getting them. Yeah, and they're going. I never noticed this, but now I'm seeing it mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. what I heard you guys talking about. Good about Good. Uh, how America yeah. became pagan. Okay, uh, and Cleet's website. If you want to go and read all the many great articles he's got there, that is. ARCapologetics.org, ARC, ARCapologetics.org, the Apologetics Resource Center. All right, let's take a break. Bottom of the hour. Greg Davis here with you. It's Priority Talk Radio on WXJC, and uh, we'll be right back. Half hour left, and when we come back, let's talk about Jesus and Islam. I think that's a good question for us to answer. We'll do it on the other side. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. And now back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like, ooh, ah, yeah, ooh. My life be like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, yeah, ooh. Greg Davis here. It is Priority Talk Radio here on WXJC. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking Islam uh, last week and this week. Uh, there'll be a two full hours there on our podcast of just, uh, I think, a very fair discussion of mm-hmm. Islam. We're not being inflammatory or, you know, this isn't uh, high rhetoric or anything like that. We're just, mm-hmm. Cleet Hux is here. He's just presenting, and I'm chiming in where I can about uh, the, the religion of Islam as we're talking world religions. Um, uh, Cleet's with the Apologetic Resource Center. And he's got lots of great information on his website about Islam and other world religions and, and other cultural issues and comparative religions as well. So, Cleet, you was going to tell sh- share a story yeah. um, before we went to break yeah, about that following as, 9-11. Yeah, right. Well, actually, this was just prior to 9-11. Okay. Well, a uh, year or two. Okay. 
uh, we were, while Craig and I were still with Watchman Fellowship at the time, we had been, had started meeting with some of the uh, Muslim, key Muslim leaders around Birmingham. And we would meet uh, at the library at UAB. <laughs> a couple of them were uh, UAB professors. Mm-hmm. Now, again, this is 20-plus years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, we thought, and we were having some good dialogues with them and thought we were making some headway. Uh, but then all of a sudden, they sent out a flyer <laughs> saying, come hear their testimony, former Christians who have embraced Islam. And what they would do, what they did, Actually, they approached the uh, department, religion department head at Sanford University, who at that time, well, let's just say he yeah. wasn't as conservative as he could have been, yeah. and he uh, allowed them a platform. Mm. And what he, what they said was, let's have uh, a representative of, of both, of Islam and Christianity. You can bring a spokesperson to explain Christianity, mm-hmm. and we'll do the same with Islam. Well. He did that, and he uh, he did it himself, the religion department head, and just got up and presented a very vanilla Christianity, the beliefs and practices of it. Little to his knowledge, they had flown in an Egyptian-born Muslim apologist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, they flew in their own version of Josh McDowell. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. And very interesting, and it was publicized and I think it was at the Reed Chapel as a matter of fact and um, Muslims that night uh, and it was publicized Christian community Muslim community Muslims that night outnumbered Christians eight to one Mm. (laughs) and they were in the parking lot handing out literature Muslim literature Islamic stuff to the people being very nice to them escorting them in and all well, their representative didn't get up and just present a simple plan, simple belief structure of Islam. He got up and defended Islam and ripped Christianity to shreds. Mm. Well, we decided not to let that lie. We sent out our own flyer. Come hear their testimonies, former Muslims who have converted to Islam. Uh, excuse me, former, former Muslims who have converted to Christianity. Right. And we flew in our own Egyptian-born Muslim converted to Christianity apologist, a guy named Timothy Abraham. Mm. We held it at um, uh, Southeastern Bible College. And Should have had it at UAB. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, we had it at Southeastern Bible College. Mm-hmm. And the Muslims that night still outnumbered us four to one at a Christian university. Wow. And, um, you know, it's very interesting. I was, How did that one go? Well, it's very interesting. Um, uh, I was standing over in the corner with two Rust Engineering PhD engineers there. And they were moderate Muslims. When Timothy Abraham got through speaking, um, he had converted to Christianity. He started walking down the aisle. About 50 of them just converged on him. Now, they didn't rough him up physically or anything, but they they became very boisterous. Mm. And the two guys I was standing in the corner with, two Muslims, he says, we don't agree how they're rudely they're treating this speaker. Why can't we just love one another, live and let live, and get along? And a thought occurred to me. I said, 
I wonder if some of those heard you say this over here. They may be over here on you, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. And again, the schizophrenia is that exists within Islam, you know. Some of them place a lot of emphasis on certain things. Some don't. So very interesting. And the same um, thing happens in Christianity, unfortunately. Yeah, Some unfortunately, it does. Denominations are exactly. force uh, place different emphasis on different things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and so, it does. It does happen. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Jesus in Islam. Okay. Uh, what you know? Uh, well, a Muslim will not deny Jesus as oh, far they, as a person. No, they love. And that Jesus. ought to tell you a lot about <laughs> did, was Jesus real? Right. Even when other religions recognize that yes, this man did live. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. But but. They don't think the same thing of Jesus we think. No. Well, first of all, they recognize him as, like you say, as a human being, a great human being, a prophet of God, mm -hmm. one of the prophets. But he was not the greatest prophet. Mm -hmm. Greatest prophet was the last prophet, Muhammad, yeah. at the last word of Allah to man. Prophet of God, born of a virgin. He was sinless, and he did miracles. Now, we would agree to that. Sure. But the reason why they can agree to that is because of their view of human nature. You and I aren't subject to original sin in Islam. We come into the world with a clean slate and make good and bad choices, mm -hmm. okay, or mistakes, basically. But Jesus, to them, he was born of a virgin, sinless, did miracles, and he's coming back in judgment. Now, here's the thing. When he comes back, he his goal, according to Islam, is to set the so-called Christian community straight about who he is. He's not the Son of God, and he he supposedly uh, his goal is to kill the false Christ, who claims to be God. Mm. That's our. Christ, mm -hmm. you see. So our our Christ is their Antichrist. Their Antichrist is our Christ. Wow. I mean, that, isn't that interesting the yeah. way they see that's that? That's a good way to put it. I've never heard it put that but, way. That's really good. But that's, that's a great way to explain it. That's, uh, that's what they do. But he was not divine. You can't call him the Son of God because, again, it brings up images in a Muslim's mind of Allah being brought down to the human level, having relations with a woman to have a son. They, one Muslim told me, I, are you telling me that he has to put his clothes on the way that we do, go to the bathroom? <laughs> and again, the word shirk, you know, mm -hmm. that idea. So, but he was not divine. He was a man, a great prophet. Uh, but he wasn't, he didn't die. He wasn't crucified on, on a cross. And the reason for that in the Muslim's mindset is that Allah is not going to allow one of his greatest prophets to die such a despicable death as death on a cross. Cursed is any man that hangs on a tree. Mm. Yeah, they may quote that, mm. you know. But uh, they he didn't die, and so they'll place someone else in his place on the cross. Some of them will say it's Judas, you know, that type of thing. But he didn't die. He was bodily assumed into heaven, okay? Uh, he was, so there was no need for any resurrection. Right. And the way they get that, of course, some of the teaching within Catholicism that Mary, the Immaculate Conception of Mary, 
She didn't die. Right. She was bodily assumed into heaven. Mm-hmm. And so that was floating around during the time of Muhammad, and, and it's passed on it. down to here. And of course, and by the way, um, in the Quran, their, their idea of the Trinity uh, in the Quran is Father, Son, and Mary. That's what they think the Trinity is. So you can see the emphasis mm-hmm. during that time upon the Immaculate Conception of Which Mary. is what makes this uh, really dangerous and deceptive for, for, for us coming from a Christian mindset. Yes. Uh, they'll, they'll agree with you about Jesus mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll go way down the road with you on Jesus. Yeah. A good man, great teacher. Right, he has right. words, probably yeah. can quote them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And give you a very good positive feeling. Mm-hmm. Trinity, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they don't mean the same thing. No, they don't. So, mean the same but that's how people can that come from a Christian background. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know their exposure level. Right, can very easily kind of slip over into that. Mm-hmm. There, there's an entry point. Yes, and then right. then you go the five pillars, and they all sound pretty good. You mm-hmm. know, they there's just one God, monotheistic, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. prayer, fasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's real easy to grab hold of, and that that and, and it's very disciplined. Mm-hmm. And that draws a lot of people in. The yeah. discipline part yeah. of it yeah. is what draws them in. The structure mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. is what draws many people in. It keeps them in. It keeps them moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, and that's sort of what is deceptive about it. Okay, yeah. we've got to take a break. We'll come back. We've got uh, more moments with Cleet Hux. Let's talk about the Bible. And uh, yeah. how, do, how do, we talked about how Muslims view uh, mm-hmm. Jesus. Let's talk about how Muslims uh, view the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then maybe... Two, how Muslims around the world view the U.S. or us here in the western part of the world. And yeah. we need to talk about how they're going to get to heaven, how they hope to All right, we've got a lot to do. Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's get right back on the other side. Priority talk. Marketing can be overwhelming. The marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. Hey, everybody, this is Kurt Cameron, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. Our final segment with Cleet Hux today in studio with me as we uh, wrap up talking about Islam, at least for today. We'll see. Maybe we'll come back around. Okay, we talked about uh, how Muslims uh, view Jesus. Quickly, we got to move quick to hit all of this today that we want to get to. What about the Bible? Uh, how would Islam uh, view the Bible? The, our well, scripture. They, the Torah given through Moses, the law given mm-hmm. through Moses. First five books. Yeah, the, the Psalms through David. And the gospel of Jesus, not of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that's what they would, on the surface, say that they accept. However, all of that, the law of Moses, the Psalms, and the Gospels, have all been corrupted and replaced by the Quran. Mm-hmm. And they would say that uh, the the Bible has become corrupt. And I ask a question sometimes of Muslims. I say, which was 
Which came first, the Bible or the Quran? And I say, well, the Bible. I said, so you believe that the Bible became corrupt and now the Quran has replaced it? Yes. Well, is the Quran the word of Allah? Well, yes, it is. Well, where in the Quran can you show me, does it say in the Quran specifically, that the Bible is became corrupt? Now, it says the, the teachers became corrupt, mm -hmm. but not the text. Mm -hmm. And they can't do that. So that, that's the way that they would view uh, the Bible. Okay. No Quranic verse says the Christian scriptures were corrupted. Now, five times in the Quran, though, they, they point the finger at the Jews, who the Jewish teachers that corrupted, but the Christians, and they separate those two, um, even though they sometimes slip up and call both of them the people of the book. But nevertheless, um, no Quranic verse shows that uh, the you know that the that the text was corrupted at all okay good so, to understand yeah okay let's talk about uh, we've mentioned the trinity i know we mm, wanted to get yeah, but you've yeah. mentioned it a few times that yeah. they're they're unitarianist yeah they are, um, they're, they're not going to believe the trinity as we right, do and you right. mentioned that they father son and mary yeah father son muslims are led to believe there's a, a passage in the quran that presents the so-called christian trinity to them they will say so-called mm -hmm. Christian Trinity is Father, Son, and Mary. I said, how can you believe the Quran when it doesn't get even get our Christian doctrine right? <laughs> yeah. I said, that's not the Trinity. Something flawed there. You know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but that's that's what is uh, most Muslims believe, and they believe that to be shirk or okay. uh, you know um, blasphemy, and they'll say that's three three gods. It's polytheistic. Yeah. You're worshiping idols. You know that yeah. type of thing. And for more on that, go to back to two weeks ago. We we talked all about the mm -hmm. Trinity in relation to Jehovah's Witness, but it was just teaching on the Trinity. Yes, there's a lot there for you if you want to go back two weeks ago mm -hmm. to our podcast. Okay, are Muslims mad at <laughs> us Americans or Westerners? And um, um, and and I guess along with that, does the Quran teach jihad, promote jihad? Oh, yes. Well, you'll hear from Muslims, uh, most moderate Muslims especially, especially Muslims here in this country where sh Sharia is not in force. They'll say the, the, the Quran doesn't teach jihad. Well, let me just read from the jihad. This is um, the, Quran. the Quran. Excuse me. Um, I've got it here somewhere. Where it concerns jihad. Yeah. And, for instance, <clears throat> this is chapter 2, verse 256 mm -hmm. <laughs> of one chapter. There is no compulsion in religion. You're not forced to believe. Well, what is the point of the sword yeah. and jihad? Yeah. Or, 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 or a machine gun. <laughs> Police if, peaceably if you can, but forcibly if you must. Mm -hmm. Chapter 9. O prophet, and it is around chapter 9 or so is where uh, the Quran started reflecting this hostility toward Jews and Christians because of the rejection of Muhammad as a prophet. Infidels. Yeah, infidels and worthy of jihad. Uh, but it says, O prophet, this is chapter 9, verse 
73, O prophets, strive against the disbelievers and the hypocrites. Be harsh with them. Uh, and then again in 9, O ye who believe, fight those of the disbelievers, Christians, Jews, who are near you, and let them find harshness in you. And then this is interesting. Uh, it says, fight those who believe not in God, nor hold that forbidden by God and his apostle, Muhammad, nor acknowledge the religion of truth, Quran, even if they are people of the book, until they pay the compensation or tax, Jezra, uh, with willing submission and feel themselves uh, subdued. Now, another one uh, talks about smiting. <laughs> this is chapter 8, verse 12. Remember your Lord inspired the angels with the message, I am with you. Give firmness to the believers. I will instill terror into the hearts of the unbelievers. You smite them above their necks and smite all their fingertips off. Well, what is that talking about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's jihad. Mm -hmm. So, again, peaceably if they can, but forcibly if, if they must. Um, you know, all these huge catastrophes that have happened, terrorist acts all over the world. You know, you really go back into the Crusades where they, uh, where certain Catholic priests, <laughs> Catholic popes uh, made alliances with certain heads of states to take back the lands yep. that the Muslims grabbed, you know, and you go, you, you look at it and it all goes back to that hostility. They believe that they were the ones promised those lands. Yeah. And you get to the Abraham Ishmael thing mm -hmm. um, in, in, in church history. They believe that the Old Testament pro, um, covenant promises are at least equal to them, if not all of it was given to them. Um, and you you have the teaching in the scripture of the bondwoman uh, Hagar versus the free woman Sarah, and you have two different uh, ways of salvation there represented. Mm -hmm. But um, they they believe that, for instance, um, to many Muslims, it was not Isaac that was carried up Mount Moriah to be sacrificed. It was Ishmael. Ishmael right. You see. Right. And that is the same location as the second yeah. holy spot of, of Islam mm -hmm. there at uh, the Dome of the Rock the Dome of the in Rock. Jerusalem. There that is where that took place. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and that is the same place where the same area where the temple mm -hmm. was, was built exactly. at, at exactly. a later date. Yeah. And I've been in that Dome of the Rock. Now, they won't let you go in anymore. Right. I went in it back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, but that, a non-Muslim can't enter into there now. Right. Um, but it, it's there at the temple. Mm -hmm. The Temple Mount is where that's at. So when you go there, you learn all that when mm -hmm. we go. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's controlled by uh, Palestine yeah, yeah. Uh, authority exactly. there. Okay. Um, Can we, uh, we have enough time to discuss Islamic salvation? Yes, very quickly. Okay. we got okay. a couple of minutes here before okay. we get to the top of the hour and we'll be done. Uh, how do Muslims get saved? How do they go to heaven? <laughs> it's a works approach. Very. It's interesting. Let me tell you a quick story. I had a group down at the... Uh, uh, 
Hoover Mosque and and Oshbach. <laughs> Oshbach is a retired engineer from Southern Company, uh, but he's Middle Eastern and um, a very very interesting fellow. But he uh, hosted us and he was explaining Islam and he was about to move on to a particular topic. And I, I said, before you leave uh, this topic, I need to ask you, my group was really interested on how a Muslim obtains salvation. And uh, I said, I'm, I'm wondering what part do the recording angels play in a Muslim salvation? And I never will forget the look on his face. He said, oh, you know about that. <laughs> I said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. I've yeah, studied I've a little studied, bit. Yeah. He said, well, Mr. Hux over here is ask a legitimate question. He says, he says Orthodox, Christian, Orthodox Islam, we do teach that uh, for every person that is ever born, whether Muslim or not, for every person that's born, there are two angels assigned to that individual. One angel, and I don't know if this is Quranic or not, but I had one Muslim tell me one sits on one shoulder, the other angel sits on the other shoulder, and they've got these books. One records the good deeds, the other one records the bad deeds. I said, Ashfar, I said, would it be safe to say then that these books could be used against you in a court of law one day by Allah? to see whether or not you're allowed to into heaven? Uh -huh. He said, yes, exactly. But the truth is, Allah is so arbitrary, and many Muslims will say that, that even though your good deeds might you don't really out, know. outweigh your mm -hmm. bad deeds, yeah. for whatever reason, right. he could decide not to let you Right, in. yeah, you don't really know. You don't no. know for sure, no. and that's different than Christianity. Exactly. Yeah, you don't, I've heard that before too. You don't really know, you, yeah. you just do your best and, and hope. Yeah. Yeah, and you know our, we have a firm foundation. I like sometimes in role play with Christian groups. I'll I'll say I'm saved by works, and they start shaking their heads. I said, Wait a minute! I said I didn't tell you whose works they were. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I said they're not mine. They're yeah. someone else's that I received by faith. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So well, very good. All right, a great discussion on Islam uh, last week and this week so they'll uh, both be one is there the other will be there at our podcast priorititalkradio.com and again you'll want to go to arcapologetics.org that is Cleet's website for the Apologetic Resource Center and uh, he's got lots of great material there articles on these topics that we've been talking about where you can study them more in depth and Cleet's also available to come out and be uh, at your church and talk on any of these type of issues that you find on his website he's been doing it for decades and he's one of the very best, and he is here local in our listening area. All right. Well, Cleet, thank you, brother. Yes, and, sir. Uh, thank we'll you. do it again very yes. soon. Uh, everybody have a great one. God bless you, and thank you for listening. So I'm going home.